1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paleologos. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. And a happy new year to Ray Lance and to all your beautiful family and to USA Wealth Group and to all of you listening. Ray, this is uh, what, year number six, I believe? I think it is. Going into, it's a long time. Yes. And it does rock it by. It feels like home. Yes, absolutely. And it is such a pleasure to be uh, alongside you every Sunday morning. You do such a fabulous job in edifying and helping people, their families, their, their finances. And I just want you to know from a personal standpoint that I really enjoy being with you every Sunday morning. Well, thank you so much, Phil. And ladies and gentlemen, Happy New Year to you all listening, and welcome as we begin 2017. Most of all, I'd like to say thank you to everyone who does take the time to listen to at least part of the show every week. Yes. Just recently, I went to my Masonic Lodge meeting, and one of my Masonic Lodge brothers afterwards said, you know, I do listen to your radio show every week, and it's a lot of fun. And I said, well, thank you for listening. I appreciate that. That is. That's great. We try to do something that will help teach, explain, illuminate, and so forth. And most importantly this morning, I'd like to say a big hello to attorney Tenny Lance, who's related to me. <laughs> she's related to you. And huh? She's still related to me in 2017. <laughs> so Happy New Year, Tenny, and welcome to the show again, Money Wise. Good morning, everyone. Happy New Year to you. Good morning. How are you related? A daughter, cousin? Oh, or... well, some people say, are, "Are you his daughter?" And I say, "Oh, you are such a nice person." Oh, yes. That yeah. person needed a vision checkup, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, Celeste loves it too when they come up and they say, "Oh, is that your dad?" <laughs> <laughs> it's really not as bad as it seems. Uh... They are all good folk. <laughs> good folks. <laughs> but sometimes it seems like it's been forever, doesn't it? <laughs> it has for us. Well, 51 huh? years. Get out. You've been married 51 years? In January, yep. That's sort of a life sentence, isn't it? <laughs> January. <laughs> January what? This is incredible. 22nd. Oh, my gosh. You're coming up on 51 years. That's amazing. Yeah. It really is. I've been doing this show all these years with you, and I didn't know that you've been married 51 years. That's fabulous. OMG. <laughs> OMG. It was many and many a year ago in the kingdom by the sea that a maiden there lived whom you may know by the name of O-M-G. Tenny Lee. Oh. <laughs> That's oh. Edgar Allan Poe, by the way. Oh, uh, you are a poem called Annabelle Lee. A favorite poem. She was a child, and I was a child in that kingdom by the sea. But we loved with a love that was more than love, I and my Annabelle Lee. <laughs> You've anyway. repeated that for and years and now years. And you can now put a new twist on it and end it with OMG. OMG. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We'll get past our nonsense here. And we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions. We're going to talk about having an attitude of gratitude. But first, Phil, I have to ask you a question. What's the definition of a resolution? Oh, I, I never even thought of that. I guess to be resolute means to be uh, dedicated to something. Yeah, you know, like... I'm sure. Uh, That's part of the root. 
Well, here's a definition of resolution. Yeah. It's a sanitized version, I have to tell you. It's a list of crap to do for the first week of January. <laughs> I like that. Like that's our the, diets. That's, oh. that's the sanitized version. <laughs> that's the sanitized. Huh? Did you know, and for those of you who have done New Year's resolutions or beginning of the year resolutions of any kind in the past, most resolutions last for about two weeks or 30 days at the most. Why so long? Exactly. <laughs> But we're going to do our diets, aren't we? Most people do the same resolutions every single year, and they start all over again. So Mm -hmm. um, I maintain that if you put together your list of resolutions any time during the month of January, it's okay. So if you haven't done it yet, there's still time to do it. But I think the most important resolution that one can make, and I gave this some thought recently after reading some articles, is... We need to start out every single day with an attitude of gratitude. Yes. And you need to do it in the morning, and you need to do it at night. Mm -hmm. And it's scientifically proven that if you have an attitude of gratitude, you're going to be healthier, uh, you're going to live longer, you're going to have less stress. um, And basically, it's just a good way to begin your day. It is. So here's my number one suggestion for a New Year's resolution. Mm -hmm. I don't care where you are in life or what problems you have and... We were talking before the show, ladies and gentlemen, um, Phil and Tenny and I, saying that every family has problems, everybody has issues, we don't make as much money as we'd like to, or somebody in the family has issues, uh, somebody has a health problem. We all have issues, we all have problems, but we also have things to be grateful for. So I'm not going to sound too preachy about this, but I want to say that count your blessings instead of annoyances. And it'll give you better health, better resilience, a better outlook, uh, probably a better night's sleep as well, according to some of the articles um, I've read. It encourages people to give more to charity, if you have an attitude of gratitude. Grateful people eat 25% fewer fatty foods and have better blood pressure readings than ungrateful folks. This is from an article that I read called, An Attitude of Gratitude Brings Better Health. Hmm. And it was published about a year ago, but I've saved it. An interesting story. So one of the tips that I've read is very simple. Start out in the morning. You can do it when you're lying in bed and say, even before you pop out of bed, what am I grateful for today? Well, the sun's out today or something. There's got to be something that you're grateful for. And do the same thing at night when you go to sleep. Um, Lie in bed just before you go to sleep saying, what's my day been like? Is there something that happened today that I'm grateful for? and you'll have a better night's sleep. So that's number one resolution for 2017, have an attitude of gratitude. Right. So, Tenny, do you make resolutions? I do not. Um, I haven't for years, and um, I just don't think that I would keep them, and so I don't want to frustrate myself. Uh, But this year, somehow, you and I are going to diet. Well, I'm already doing it. I know. It's happening you to are. you. And that's good. And I... <laughs> uh, I heard the defensive. <laughs> I am. How about you? No, I actually, a... I actually went back to my um, ideal protein diet, which I did a few years ago. Oh. And then, you know, over time you get away from it and you go back to your old bad habits sometimes. Yeah. But I started eating some of the ideal protein food again. And um, I've lost five pounds. Ooh. In one week. 
what kind of protein food? What, what are you talking about? It's protein. It's it's mixed stuff. You can get it in a little bottle. It comes already pre-made, and you can just drink this little bottle of stuff in the morning. Wow. And then you drink lots of water, and you have to drink. You have to eat a calcium pill and a magnesium pill. Okay. And then at lunchtime, sounds yummy. Go ahead. I want you to have green stuff, you know, salad stuff, and then have another ideal protein thing. Yeah. Can be a little bar, like a, like a power bar. Okay. Only it comes from ideal protein. Sure. And typically, they'll have anywhere from fifteen to twenty grams of protein, and very little sugars and fat. Oh wow. And then at night, you're supposed to eat as lean as you can. Um, you can have, you know, a piece of chicken or fish or meat or whatever yeah. you eat, and then a few vegetables, but you stay away from pasta, you stay away from potato, and you don't touch bread at all. I'm only doing salads now with really? salami and cheese and olives on top. That's okay. That's all good <laughs> that's okay. for you. And as long as you have like a, an oil dressing or a Greek oil dressing yeah, or something with it. That's all I have. Sure. What do you have for breakfast? Salami. Really? <laughs> I have salami sandwiches or more like a dinner for breakfast at 4 o'clock in the morning. I, it's weird. Mm. Yeah, but that's very good for you. Is it? Yeah. I'll have leftovers to start my day. I don't have cereal. I don't do the conventional. Yes. Yeah. So that's what the I have. Cereal companies are having trouble because people are cutting back. Well, cereal ultimately is not the greatest thing you can eat in the morning. No. It's there's a lot of sugars in that. I know it. Yep. Lots of sugars. And carbs. So there's, there's two things that I'm watching out in particular. Besides what I'm doing with the ideal protein, and I'm going to lose another 15 to 20 pounds. I'm determined to do that. Yes, you will then. You feel better. You look better. You have to avoid sugar and you have to avoid carbs. Mm-hmm. And I remember a few years ago when I talked to my general practitioner, uh, physician, uh, he said he had lost 18 pounds, and I said, how'd you do it? He says, I cut out sugar and I cut out carbs. That's it. That's it. That means bread, pasta, potato. Right. you got to get rid of those things and eat vegetables instead. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, you know, you get used to that, and it's a better way to eat for you. Did you hear the good news? What's that? Girl Scout cookies coming out with s'mores. <laughs> Look at your laughing. <laughs> s'mores, Ray. Come on, delicious mint thin mints. Come on. The thin mints I've Girl Scout cookies. This is the season. We still have to support the Girl Scouts by we buying do. those cookies. Thank you, Tenny. We absolutely do the from all my years year. with Girl Scouts. Brand new. Yum, yum. <laughs> I like Some a couple of ginger high. snap cookies at night, and I say that they're healthy and they settle my stomach. But yeah. I mean, there's still sugar, but it's not as I bad know. as Oreos and some of the other things. My favorites can. about two rows and milk. <laughs> <laughs> That's everybody's favorite. Well, dieting is the, one of the number one resolutions that people make. Dieting, more exercise. I'm going to reduce debt. I'm going to pay off my credit cards. I'm going to give up smoking. Definitely going to lose weight. I'm going to improve my credit score. Mm-hmm. And by the end of January, most people will have gone away from their resolutions. Mm-hmm. So I think the most important idea with resolutions is don't try to do too many things at once. Pick yeah. one. And good I'll, idea. I'll give you one good example that will make you feel really good and doesn't make you give up smoking or diet or anything else, and that's called decluttering. Declutter part of your life, whether it's clothing. Um, If you go into your closet and you look at your clothing that's hanging on the shelf, 
If you haven't worn something for a year, yeah. take it out of your closet, get rid of it. But empty out your closet. And this is not necessarily an excuse to go out and buy new things, Tenny. <laughs> no, but it is fun. <laughs> but seriously, um, I know a person that does this every year faithfully on January 1st. Uh, she goes into her closet, and if she hasn't worn something for a year, it comes out of the closet. It gets donated someplace. But why keep it hanging in your closet if right. you don't wear it, if you haven't worn it? Um, well, I keep things because I keep expecting that maybe I'll get back to a size 4. <laughs> maybe it'll fit me again. <laughs> that relates to my resolution. <laughs> uh-huh. She has a complete multi-size wardrobe for <laughs> Every well, both occasion. of you look great, by the way. You <laughs> both look great. I mean that. But don't you personally feel, Phil, like we can always improve something in our lives? Whether, of course. You know, our physical oh. well-being. Every one Absolutely. of us does. You bet. We have somebody that works in our office, for example, that gave up smoking. That's to, tough. And the, the way she chose to give up smoking was to take the electronic cigarettes, thinking that yep. that was going to be better for her. Yeah. Did it help transition a little? It helped transition but then she also discovered that she got hives from the electronic cigarette. Oh, yeah? There's a name for that. What's it called? Vaping, I guess. Yeah, vaping, yeah. So, I mean, and what I said to her just recently is I said, you know, it's one of the hardest things to do is to give up smoking yeah. uh, or break any kind of a habit that you know is bad for you. But um, anything that you put into your body that you know is not good for you is not good for you. Yeah. And smoking is really at the top of the list. And I know too many people that have died early from smoking or have had other strokes and illnesses because of smoking. So give up smoking. That's a good one. But let me come back to decluttering because decluttering is a simple thing you can do. Go into your closet. If you find clothing that you haven't worn for a long time, put it in a pile, put it in a bag, bring it to, you know, Goodwill, put it in one of the collection boxes. Give it to our rummage sale. Give it to a church rummage sale. I'm so thrilled that our rummage sale is coming back this spring. Now I can nice. clean out my closet. For your church? Yes. Very good. you got to tell us ahead of time. Okay. <laughs> but I, I'm going to come back to this one little topic. If you declutter something in your life, whether it's your office, whether it's your clothing, whether it's your massive shoe collection, Tenny, <laughs> or whatever it happens to be. I've cut down on that. <laughs> declutter something in your life, and you're going to feel good better the minute you do it your garage clean out your garage do something to declutter your life how about books and magazines that build up and build up oh she got me oh (laughs) my my but there's good stuff there that i'm going to look at someday yes as the pile grows taller and higher (laughs) the cocktail table is um, overwhelmed (laughs) well i need more time in my life does anybody need more time in their life Let's come into some really serious topics. We talked about having an attitude of gratitude to start with. And I want to remind everybody that you're listening to MoneyWise, brought to you every single Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. And yes, we are starting around our sixth anniversary now, I think. Yes. We'll have to find the actual date for that and have a party. So set some goals and set some resolutions. Most people will break them. And I think the key is to make one or two. Don't make five or six resolutions Don't say, I'm going to do all these things. You're never going to get them all done. Right. But if you pick one or two things that you know that you would really like to change in your life and can work on it and you have some success, that's going to improve your sense of self-worth, 
self-discipline. Accomplishment. Accomplishment, mm -hmm. and it's going to let you take you on something else instead. So I've chosen to lose some weight. Yeah. I'm not really overweight, um, mm -hmm. but I'm not at the weight that I'd like to be. So my goal is I want to lose yeah. a total of 20 to 25 pounds. Wow. And I'll be closer, not exactly, You'll but be I'll skinny. be a little closer to my Marine Corps weight. You'll be, be important to me. Spaghetto. No, I won't be spaghetto. I'll be spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do set some goals. They do work. Most people don't keep them. Make one or two. Let's talk about some financial goals. Let's talk about doing a financial checkup. If you're listening today and if you have not done a financial checkup in your life, you should. If you go to a doctor for a medical checkup once in a while, once a year, once every couple of years, you go for a general physical, do the same thing with your finances. And you'd be amazed at what you're going to find out. So here's some financial resolutions I want to give you. And we're going to talk about some legal resolutions in just a minute, Tenny. Um, number one, improve your credit score. Um, your credit score is the key to everything that you do. When you finance a car, you buy a house, you refinance a house, uh, anything you do financially, you apply for a new card, the interest rate that you're going to pay is dependent upon your credit score. And there's some good ways to do that, and there's some official ways to do that. So I'm going to give you um, a website once I can find it in my pile. Um, but you can go into freecreditscore.com for starters and start by making a quick list of what all of your financial obligations are. Credit card debt, paying down credit card debt is an important one. Everybody says, yeah, this is the year I want to get out of debt. But have you done anything to really try to accomplish that? Um, improve your credit score. I'm going to give you that website in just a minute. Get out of debt. And the way you can get out of debt is you can consolidate sometimes. You can consolidate some credit cards. Mm -hmm. You can look to find out if you've got multiple credit cards, what are you paying the most interest on? And stop using that particular card. And make sure you're going to focus on the highest interest charging card first and pay that one down. And by the way, there's a real important rule of thumb for your credit score. If you have a credit card and you can pay it down to 50% of what the available credit is. So let's say you've got $3,000 of available credit, but you've got a $2,000 bill. If you pay that credit card down by another $500, down to $1,500, so it's, it's only half of what your available credit is, that's going to boost your credit score. Hmm. So that's an important thing to do. So um, speed up your savings account. Savings accounts right now, as we know, right now are paying virtually nothing, but at least it's a way to let you start to consolidate some money. So make this a year that you're going to save some money. Have a small savings account. You won't make much in the bank right now, but put an extra $25, $50 a week, whatever you can afford, into that account. When you get it up to $1,000, move it into something that's going to pay you a better interest rate. But it can serve as the first useful collection vehicle for you. Um, but I think most people make some kind of financial resolutions uh, every year. My favorite one for all time, and I talk about it a lot on the radio, is have a budget. Um, if you give us a call at USA Wealth Group, 508-998-8858, we'll send you a free budget. There's no obligation. You don't have to come in. 
Um, you don't have to meet with us. We'll give you a free budget form. Um, you're going to be so much better off if you know where your money is going, and now you can say, in my budget, here's an extra $25 per pay period that's going to go into savings. So let's say it's uh, $50 a week you could put aside, and maybe people can't afford that much. 50 weeks times $50 a week is $2,500 a year is the amount of money you're going to save. How else can you save money, Tenny? Any ideas? Well, just by um, eating more rationally, as we were talking about at the beginning, you can save quite a bit of money on food. I went to the market last night. I didn't buy any potatoes. I didn't buy any crackers. I didn't buy any bread. I bought yogurt and vegetables, and that was about all. And uh, it was less than $100 for our week. Wow, that's great. So we just, we just went out to eat recently at a restaurant. We went to Not Your Average Joe's. We had a gift coupon for that. And here's what we ordered for dinner. I ordered one of their great salads. It was a almond-crusted goat cheese salad. Oh, yeah. Delicious. Yep. But it's like an entree. And Tenny ordered, I think it was like a chicken primavera or something like that it was called. And we shared. Sure. So she had some salad. I had some salad. We, yep. we shared the entree. And um, we also brought stuff home because the entrees today are too big. Yeah. So today you can bring extra food home, and that becomes another meal for you. Sure. So eating out becomes very efficient. I read recently that, um, well, I think we have a new Starbucks downtown now, don't we, in New Bedford? Well, we have one in uh, Dartmouth for sure. Yes, we do. Yeah. Wonderful coffee, wonderful flavored coffee. Do it occasionally, but don't do it every single day because it's expensive and Think about the things that you're spending money on every day as you go into work. Um, are you buying that extra coffee, latte, double decaf, dippy-doo? Oh, it's so good. Yes, it is. <laughs> but most importantly, make a budget. We're happy to give you a free budget form. Just right. you know, call us and we'll send that to you. Automate as many things as you can. Um, I, I kind of resist that in some ways. Like I don't like to pay bills automatically and have things taken out of my checking account because you feel yeah. a loss of control. But if you can get used to doing that, your bank is happy to do it, and then you get to pay your bills on time. Um, however, however, I notice when the drugstores put your, you on automated prescriptions, I'm getting too many. I don't need them as often as they say they're ready, come pick them up. But I don't need them this quickly. That's, no, that's interesting. An interest, yeah, it's a very interesting insight. Hmm. So but you do have to be careful. I'm also reluctant to give out my personal financial information to anybody that I don't have to. Here's a little hint, for example. You go to a doctor's office, and they want you to write down your Social Security number on an intake form. Ooh. Just put XXXXX yeah. in the last four digits. Yep. Don't give them all that information. We're going to have a, a whole show pretty soon on cybersecurity and how to protect your passwords and your important personal data. You having any seminars coming up? Yes, we are. As a matter of fact, we've recently reordered some very important information that we've used in the past on uh, savvy social security for baby boomers, people who are getting ready to take social security. Um, probably half the people who are listening today are going to make the wrong decisions about when and how to take social security. So. We want to be able to give more information on that. Um, we've also ordered some new information on 
updating IRA accounts and 401k accounts. Incidentally, there was an article just this past couple of days in the Wall Street Journal front page saying that the people who invented the 401k are very displeased with the results because 401ks have not produced the savings and retirement results that they had hoped that it would. We'll address that more when we talk about IRA accounts and so forth. Um, and the third thing we're going to talk about and be doing some marketing seminars on is planning for education, planning for college financing. There's a lot of information, there's a lot of misinformation about that, so we're going to set the record straight on that. And then finally, the last thing we're going to be talking about fairly soon, we had some planning meetings about it recently, is reverse mortgages. Oh, yeah. Because a lot yeah. of people can benefit from that. Sure. Yeah. So we're going to take a, a small break, and when we come back shortly, we're going to talk about what are some of the legal resolutions you ought to make to protect your family for 2017. So, Tenny, you'll have some information to contribute on that also. We're going to be right back after a break. Please stay tuned. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to our first real show of 2017, where we're talking about financial resolutions, legal resolutions, and it's important things for you to think about as we begin 2017. You know, we all make plans at the beginning of every year. Um, we have lots of good ideas, and then we don't follow through. But here's two things you really need to think about. Do you want to protect your family? Do you want to protect your money? And that's what we do at USA Wealth Group. And we're here with attorney Tenny Lance also this morning. Tenny, we're going to talk a little bit about what should somebody do if they have a will, have a trust, they haven't looked at it for a while, and maybe there's been changes in their family life. Oh, absolutely. They should come uh, to us or whoever they have chosen to review that document uh, to review their situation, to make sure that they are as up-to-date as they possibly can be and should be with all of their legal documents. Let me, um, correct, let me correct one thing and interrupt for a second, Tenny. Um, they shouldn't go to whoever. They should go to you because you are the best at what you do there you go. in protecting people's assets with estate planning and legal documents and Medicaid planning and protecting houses from nursing homes. So they should go to you. Let's let's be very emphatic about that. Let's take a Donald Trump approach. <laughs> You're the best. Well, uh, we would love to see whoever would uh, like to come and see us. Um, our phone number is 508-998-8800 at Lance Law, and we're located up on Fonts Corner Road, almost directly across from the law school. Mm -hmm. um, yep. I looked at an article recently from Forbes and what Forbes says is an annual estate planning checkup can flag tax-saving opportunities, changes in the law, and your personal circumstance. And uh, it's certainly our recommendation that you get a checkup, just like you would for your body, uh, with all of your legal documents on a very regular basis. What we do when we do a checkup is to look at your circumstance, both your family situation and your financial situation, and try to find out what kinds of documents you should have in place for your protection and the protection of your family if anything should happen to you. 
let's think for a minute about what might happen if you became incapacitated and you could not handle your affairs. Do you have the documents in place that would allow your family to take care of things for you? It happens, doesn't it? It happens to everybody. Absolutely Every happens. single person listening today knows of somebody in their family or a friend who's had a stroke or become disabled and has had problems. I'm thinking in particular of a poor lady who came to see us last year, and she's not an older woman. She was um, probably, I think, in her 50s, maybe 60s, and she tripped on the stairs, fell down the whole stairway, and had uh, real mental problems after that. She uh, had some injuries that were serious. So she has short-term memory, long-term memory issues, and she's young. From a simple wow. fall. From a simple fall, yep. that's right. Well, New Year's is the time to make uh, resolutions, and one of the most important is what can you do to protect your family? Mm-hmm. And the most important first thing you ought to do is make sure you've got proper legal documents in place in case you die, you have a stroke, you become disabled. Um, I just realized that I don't think I've given any quotations yet today. So <laughs> this is from Mark Twain. New Year's Day, now is the accepted time to make your regular annual good resolutions. Next week, you can begin paving hell with them as usual. (laughs) (laughs) Let me go back one week. I received two compliments on the New Year's Day program featuring your your wonderful uncle. Oh, that's nice to hear. He was a great guy. Two separate parties said how much they enjoyed that broadcast. Yep. He was a special guy. He was one of my favorites. Um, served in the army, fought in the Battle of the Bulge, got the Bronze Star, and was very modest about the whole thing. Yeah, and uh, great guy. Yep. So. And probably the kind of program that could become an annual New Year's event because it had uh, wonderful uh, recollections, memories, and right. um, recognition of the importance of our armed services in protecting our freedom. I think we ought to refer to both of you from here on out as the Aussie and Harriet of Financial Planning Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Who knows who Aussie and Harriet is anymore? (laughs) Phil, that shows your age. Oh, my goodness. Uh, How about Lucy and Desi? Hey, Lucy. (laughs) Baba Lou. (laughs) No, they ended up getting a divorce. (laughs) You don't want to go that route. (laughs) Aussie and Harriet. Aussie and Harriet. Oh, my heavenly daytime. That's been a long time. Uh, Some interesting things happen in life, you know. I mean, a lot of people in this community, for example, know... Uh, Father Bebis. Oh, my gosh. Uh, from the Greek church. Oh, yes. And um, I related a, a funny story to his grandson yesterday. Uh-huh. I, I happened to call for another insurance company, uh, Penn Mutual, that we have some interest in possibly representing. And a young man answered named Alex. And we talked for a while, and I made an appointment for his boss to come down and meet with me in about a week and talk about his company. I said, so, um, Alex, uh, you need my information. I said, what's your last name, by the way? He says, Bebis. <laughs> I said, oh, are you related to Father Bebis? He says, yeah, he's my papu. <laughs> <laughs> my papu, yes, absolutely. So I said, great. I said, so let me tell you a funny story about your papu. Uh, when I was practicing law up on County Street with John Exafaris and Ron Peener and Ray Veery, wow. was Exafaris, Peener, Lanson, very many years ago, 
every, I'm not sure what time of year it was, but Father Bevis would come in with his holy water <laughs> to bless the office. And he would go into each office, and he was unusually generous with the holy water. And I, I told this young man, Alex, I said, it only took me once to learn when he came in and I had a desk full of papers and the holy water went all over my papers and ruined them. And so the next year when he came, all the papers were totally covered and That's off my desk. That's hilarious. That is funny. What a wonderful, gregarious guy he is. Yes, so, absolutely. That's a great story. It is a great story. So if you're going to have your office blessed every year, ladies and gentlemen, put away any important papers first. <laughs> but, you know, Tendi, coming back to estate planning, the importance of estate planning, a lot of rich and famous people make really important mistakes in estate planning. It's not just the average person, but the average person can end up uh, paying a lot of money. Um, one of our famous actors, Philip Seymour Hoffman, died, and he didn't do a proper estate plan. He had done documents that left everything to his son, and whoever did his documents did not provide for afterborn children. And he had a daughter born um, after he had passed away. Um, Lots of unusual things. We all know about Ted Williams. Oh, um, my gosh. Ted Williams had a big fight over his estate, and they not only fought over the money and the revenue, but they fought over what to do with his body. Oh. And then one of the bad tales that came out of this is they decided they were going to freeze his body, and hopefully at some point in the future, when the art of reviving frozen bodies is more perfected, they could create a new Ted Williams, so they froze his body. I know it. But they also, in the process, separated the head from the body, and then the heirs were fighting over who got to keep the head and who got to keep the body. Um, I mean, that's a little unusual, that's obviously. a little grim. A little? But um, <laughs> strange things happen. Oh, uh, Remember Sonny and Cher? Yeah. Well, Sonny Bono died in a skiing accident. Uh, he didn't even have a written will. And so there was a big court battle over his yeah. estate. That, that was headlined, It Ain't Me, Babe. <laughs> yeah, It Ain't Me, Babe. You're right. And not only that, but Cher, and by then she had already been divorced, ended up suing the estate for unpaid alimony. So things can be a real mess if you don't plan. Right. Well, one thing that we do at the beginning of our seminars while people are waiting for the seminar to begin is to show slides about all these interesting uh, well-known people who have not made good plans <laughs> and how much they lost in the process. Yes. And it's an example for uh, virtually everybody to undertake your legal document planning. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people really do it badly. It's not just average people and folks that we're talking to on the radio today, good people, bad people, everybody. It's the rich and the famous make really stupid mistakes sometimes. But we don't want that to happen. So, Tenny, number one resolution for protecting your family is to... Make sure that you have your legal documents in place and make sure that you review them on a regular basis. So the bottom line is what you're really saying is if you haven't done estate planning and maybe you should be doing a trust and not just a simple will, um, and we'll talk about that in just a moment, if you haven't done anything... Uh, you should certainly do that because your family is not protected and they could be looking at, what, a year plus in court probating your estate, I suppose. Well, yes, but more importantly, if you die without any of those, either of those documents, a will or a trust, your estate is going to go to who the state of Massachusetts says it's going to go to. 
uh, you will have died what's called intestate without any um, testating documents such as a will. And so the state has a plan for your estate if you don't make one yourself. So make this the year, if you haven't done an estate plan, to give Attorney Tenny Lance a call at... 508-998-8800. We would love to see you. And if it's been a long time since you've had your estate plan reviewed, or I suppose if there's been changes in your family, Tenny, so what kind of changes might precipitate somebody to come make an appointment? Well, you might have had um, a loss of a, a family member. You might have had a family member born with some sort of special needs, or that might have developed in an older person. You might have uh, a new in-law in your household if an, a marriage has taken place. So there are lots and lots of things that can happen in people's lives that they need to, to take recognition of in their estate planning documents. Mark Twain once said, the secret of getting ahead is getting started. Mm-hmm. And that's for sure. So get started and do something with your estate plan. Make an appointment to go see Attorney Tenny Lance or Attorney Mike Coleman at Lance Law, and make that a number one really important resolution for you. Well, you know, this Forbes article that I'm uh, looking at says that the very first item that it brings up is anticipate a time when you may not be able to think for yourself. And that gets back to having the kind of documents in place like durable powers of attorney. What does that do? A durable power of attorney document allows somebody else as your agent to act on your behalf to take care of your property. Um, And that has become very, very important in many situations that we've seen. Maybe like this poor lady who fell down the stairs, you're not able to think properly anymore. Maybe you develop dementia. Maybe you're uh, run over by a truck. I don't know. But if you cannot handle your own affairs, the only alternative to having this document called a durable power of attorney is to go to court and have somebody appointed on your behalf, and that person would be called a conservator. Very complicated. So you need to have either a will or a will and a trust. Just real quickly, why is a trust often better than a will? A will is a fine document, but the only purpose of a will is to go to probate court. And so if you have just a will, you can be assured that your estate will go through probate court. So a trust, on the alternative, is a document that allows your estate to pass to your um, desired beneficiaries, whether that's family members, charities, or whatever, without going to court. It passes by means of your named successor trustee to whoever you want it to go to. No court involvement. So a really significant resolution to make for 2017 is to get your estate plan in order. Too many people put it off and they think that it's a tough process, but it really involves having a couple of meetings with you, doesn't it, Tenny? Well, it means understanding what estate planning is all about and understanding that doing a will is not enough. You need other kinds of documents. You probably should do a trust, 
You also need a durable power of attorney for property. You need a durable power of attorney for health care so that somebody can take care of your body if you're not able to do so. So I have to give you another quotation from Mark Twain. He's one of my all-time favorites. Never put off till tomorrow what you can do the day after tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the classic <laughs> definition of procrastination. That's what we don't want you to do. We want you to get take some action and do something for yourself and for your family. Uh, in the area of smoking, by the way, Mark Twain was a big cigar smoker his entire <laughs> life. And uh, speaking of giving up smoking as a resolution, he said... Giving up smoking is the easiest thing in the world. I know because I've done it forever. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, but we all have things that we need to change in our lives and things we need to improve in our lives. We talked about having an attitude of gratitude. We've talked about decluttering something because when you declutter anything, it makes you feel really good about what you've just done, and that can lead to making other resolutions. Phil, do you play any musical instruments? I do. What do you play? French horn. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know you were married 51 years, so there. (laughs) Beautiful instrument, that French horn. It has a lovely clear tone. It does. And how often do you play it? Oh, I don't now. Well, why don't you? That's a good question. (laughs) So your resolution could be to reactivate your interest in the French horn. Do you still own a French horn? I don't. But do you know what Celeste would do if I walked into the house with a French horn case? And she says, what's that? And I told her that I'm going to start the French horn again. Do you know? Uh, never mind. She it might give you more time alone. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to get that living trust faster than normal. She might say, Phil, You're are, losing are it. you feeling musical again? <laughs> Now, you play the guitar, don't you? No, I don't. No. Um, I did take piano lessons for a while. So one of the things that I would like to do this year, um, after I lose just a little bit more weight, is I would like to resume taking piano lessons again. Nice. Because I enjoy the piano. And you can play like the song Imagine, for example, John Lennon's Imagine. It's it's just beautiful piano on that song. How about Tenny? Do you play anything? No, I took piano lessons for years, and I can play cool. if if I practice, but I don't. <laughs> oh, well, dear. I tried to um, take up the ukulele this year. Really? And I bought the wrong ukulele. It has plastic strings instead of wire strings, okay. and they're, they're too hard on my fingers. So uh-huh. I gave that up. That's a bad thing. I should do that again. Wow. Well, let's come back to some financial resolutions. We've talked a little bit about some legal document preparation resolutions, and it really is so important. We can't begin to tell you. I mean, you can avoid a guardianship if you have a durable power of attorney. If you've got a health care proxy and and something happens to you physically, somebody else can make a medical decision uh, for you. And, of course, you would like to avoid probate if at all possible. And I guess I should quickly mention, Tenny, that you do a lot of work in Medicaid planning. I know number one concern for a lot of people is to make sure they can protect their home, isn't it? Yes. Medicaid is certainly a difficult subject. It's uh, it's one that um, comes up almost every discussion that we have with people, whether they just come in to... Uh, think about doing estate planning, almost always we end up talking about how to protect assets. And it is not an easy process for sure. Well, your home is where you invest 
most of your time where you live. It's where you raise your family. It, your emotions are tied up in your house. And everybody says, I've worked all my life to pay off my house and pay off my mortgage. I don't want to lose it to a nursing home. It's not fair. But there's things that you can do to protect your home. So make this a year that you're going to protect your home and make an appointment to go see attorney Tenny Lance. On the financial side, get some education about financial, personal finances, and so forth. Listen to this show money-wise, obviously. Come to our seminars. Uh, budget, 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 budget. There's another uh, interesting item in this Forbes article about review beneficiary forms. And what we find out, what you find out, certainly, Ray, when you're dealing with people, is that people have annuities, they have IRAs and life insurance policies and so forth. And when, when we say to them, do you know who your beneficiaries are on the forms that relate to these uh, financial products? Usually they say, Gosh, I haven't looked at that for years. I have no idea who's on it. And there's a real simple solution. If you're going to keep your IRA where it is, simply ask them for a new change of beneficiary form and fill it out the way you want to fill it out. It could be identical to what you've got done before, but keep a copy now for your own records and simply send it in again. It doesn't hurt to file another one. Absolutely, as a resolution this year, know who your beneficiaries are on any of those financial uh, products. And we see many situations after the fact when people are really surprised and knowing what the story is that it's not what they thought it was. Uh, stop spending money recklessly is another important resolution. Well, I'd like to bring up one that you have on your list in front of me here. Okay. Pet more dogs. Pet more dogs. I like that. Now, given the fact that we don't have a dog, but I would love a dog, how do we handle that, Ray? Come on over to my house. <laughs> we'll just, we'll, Buddy would love you. We'll rent a pet. <laughs> rent a um, pet. <laughs> so you know, how, you know how the conversation with dogs ends? I say, <laughs> if you want to get a dog, just remember that I don't intend to ever walk the dog. So when it's raining <laughs> and snowing and you don't feel like going out with a dog, it's your problem. Yeah, but folks, when you meet the Lances, ask them about their cats. I'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> do you know what we have to do with our cats? We have three cats in our household. And on our bedroom door, which we keep closed tight at night to keep the kitties out, because they get kitties are nocturnal animals. They like, to, they like to play at night. And they're smart. Well, the door handle is one of these lever handles as opposed to a knob. Our big 12-pound white cat has now figured out how to open the door. <laughs> and so at 4 o'clock this morning, the cats are racing, tearing. They hop up on the bottom of the bed. They race off. They hit something else. They scratch on a scratching post, and they wake you up very early. Tenny, beagles don't do that. <laughs> no, of course not. And they have such soft, long, oh, floppy ears. Yes, those floppy ears. Oh, I grew up with a beagle. Oh, they're wonderful. Well, what I now have to do is I have to change the outside door lever to a regular old-fashioned doorknob because the cat won't be able to open the doorknob. <laughs> Speaking of homes, do you ever get any calls about reverse mortgages? We do. Uh, all the time we do. And reverse mortgage can be a really useful thing to do. If you have a house that has equity in it and you're 62 years of age or older and you need more money or you can't afford to do some renovations and you don't want to take on a new traditional mortgage, maybe you're no longer working, 
you might want to consider a reverse mortgage. Mm -hmm. um, we've done quite a number of them, and it's, it really can help a lot of people. Build an emergency fund, important resolution. Everybody needs to have a little bit of surplus for an emergency. Uh, pay off your high interest debt first. Start a college savings fund. We're going to talk more about that as a whole special topic. Okay. So um, keep listening to our program. Be in if, bed by 11. That's another one no, on your no, list. No, 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 no. Be in bed by 10. <laughs> well, it says 11 on my list. No, 11 o'clock is too late to be in bed. <laughs> You're just going to watch garbage on television. It doesn't pay to watch garbage on television. But do something to make a change in your life this year. Declutter. Have an attitude of gratitude. And the bottom one on your list is find love. Oh, find love. Most importantly. Preferably in your own home. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? The Aussie and Harriet of Financial Planning Radio. Perfect. <laughs> well, we do appreciate your listening. Um, do make some resolutions. Pick one. Pick two. Stick with it and try to make it happen. And... Wake up every morning saying, this is what I'm grateful for today. There's got to be something that you're grateful for you uh, today. Bet. Every and day is a good day. When we talk about the radio show, I also like to quote Yogi Berra, who said, as I'm thanking my radio show listening audience, I want to thank everybody who made this day necessary. <laughs> that was dear old Yogi Berra. But seriously... Give us a call at 508-998-8858. Keep listening to MoneyWise, and we do appreciate your comments. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, Phil. Happy New Year, Tim. Happy New Year. God bless.